From WYPR and PRX. It's out of the blocks. Simple concept. One city block. Everybody's story. Everybody's 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 story. Everybody's story. story. My name is Terrence Jerome Dixon. Elijah Brown. Muhammad Hassan. Ayolua Nzinga. Donovan Upchurch. Lauren Bird. Everybody calls him Marquise. Roche Anthony. My name is Omar Farouk. Sundiata Hosadi. And Dwelly Ra. My name is Kalila. Howard E. Williams. Malika Reed L. Robert Hardy. So we are here on beautiful St. Paul Street, the 2400 block. This stretch of St. Paul Street from Terra Cafe down several businesses past us are all Black-owned businesses, what we've now nicknamed Black Wall Street here in Baltimore. The Terra Cafe. Flourish Boutique. The Press Hair Studio. Grindhouse Juice Bar and Cafe. Reflection Eternal Barbershop. Roche Cosmetics. It's Malika's Makeup and Fashion Studio. Ajna Print and Design. Style Labs. American Wings and Pizza. From the minds of Aaron Hankin and Wendell Patrick. It's out of the blocks. 2400 St. Paul Street. Baltimore, Maryland, 2128. <laughs> As the sun goes down and the day gets dark, I wonder why through the night so many lives get lost. Is it the lust for the things that we want? Are we really animals and it's the thrill of the hunt? You don't know. Your young brothers had to stop and think. You squeeze the trigger because you're blinded by the weed and the drinks. You take a life but don't know what it took for God to create. He might have found a cure for cancer or a cure for AIDS. We'll never know because he's somewhere dead in the grave. Hollywood turned the minds of black youth into slaves. Through the television and through the radio waves, they call it juvenile detention but it's only a cage. Because white people fear their fire plus they fear their rage. They're just a product of the system and no government aid. The school water's full of lead so they're not making the grades. They say our youth are the future. I can't tell Nowadays they're f-ed up. I sang the song to you. Please listen. And Dwelle Ra, Sundiata Osaji, Reflection Eternal Barbershop, 2431 St. Paul Street. And Dwelle Ra, who is um, one of my closest friends and um, business partners, uh, we've known each other for over uh, 20 years and um, we just kind of like was on the same page with everything we wanted to do as far as like barbershop creativity and like like running the barbershop business. Um, our artistry and everything kind of balance each other out and um, when he's not cutting the hair and making people look beautiful and chiseling people up as we say in the shop, chiseling people up, you know he goes in the back and he um, he kind of sits in the back, go in this corner, he set up a nice little production area where he just bang out beats and people while people sitting down they can enjoy him putting his beats together and as his beats come together people enjoy it also and the brother's magnificent you know we just talented brothers man at the end of the day and we do multiple things this is what I call a bang out you just on here whatever come to mind you just take whatever pieces you have and you just create them until you feel something and you hear you hear something you like and you okay I'm gonna record this I heard it I'm gonna record it so it's like just taking a bit like putting a puzzle together, you hear little stuff and you just take what you hear and you put it together, you start putting it together and make it make sense. A basic MacBook Pro, Yamaha monitors and a, um, a Mackie mixer and that's about it. I just love music all my life. It was just natural for me to, to like music and I never understood why, like why, what was this fascination with music with me? And um, I didn't. I never met my. I didn't meet my father, my biological father, until I was 22 years old. But I had already always heard stories about him. You know that he, you know, he played in a band. He played the trumpet, and all. He played like almost every instrument. And he was in North Carolina, 
So um, when I when I went to meet him, and I got got to his um his, his house, it was just like music was everywhere, instruments and you no know, keyboards and trumpets and guitars and all this stuff. And I'm like, all these things were, were me. And I started slowly seeing myself. So you know, it kind of changed my 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 feeling about him. Music was just like that. It can take me back to good times, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I can remember being a young boy, or a, really a little boy, and sitting in a high chair eating some spaghettios or something, and hearing Marvin Gaye, "You Got to Give It Up." It can take me right back to that whole scene, and I can see my mother, you know what I mean, in the dining room. I don't, I, you can't tell. I, can, I don't know no dates. You ask me, oh, about this time, this time. I said, no, I don't know about that time, but I know what song was playing. I can tell you, you know what I mean, what song came out. Because it's my way of conveying time. Reflection eternal, basically, is what it what it means. I mean, when you come into the doors of this place, it's, it's, it's reflecting eternally. You know, um, like-minded people give off high frequencies and good vibrations, and um, you see yourself within them. You know, the spaces. You know, I me mean, definitely artistic, uh, creative, open and free flowing. It's got a home style feel. You know, with a big city vibe me and my partner definitely uh two guys who like rarely tug a war with each other so if if he have a vision i run with it if i have a vision he runs with me so uh, just the whole continuity and the balance that we have with each other to be behind each other's back and um just to have our spirit in a place that we know we call home you know and that's the thing like we call this home and it's like coming into our house coming into our mind and this barbershop is different for a lot of reasons you know we got the chess up we promote chess we promote a lot of other events outside of just like cutting hair and just just basic things we do a lot of community oriented things that have impact on the community we build a lot of um liaisons friendship business alignments and you know just so many things that go further than the shop you know um being in that lane attracts so much prosperity for us, the, the quality of people that we got coming through because they know what we're illuminating and what, you know what I mean, energy that we're giving off. So, you know, you receive what you are, you know? That's the core principle of the universe. We've seen a lot of hair salons come, a lot of hair salons go. We've seen a lot of barbershops come, a lot of barbershops go. The ones that's sticking around now, they they here for the long term because it, the, the whole concept of the Black Wall Street is becoming more realer. Key business people get more sturdy in their businesses and their feet become more planted. That has effect on everybody that's connected, just like the body. If the head is strong, that means the next vertebrae under the head is gonna be strong, you know what I mean? So we have the solid leadership, business leadership, and um, core values that will allow us to even make this bigger, make that Black Wall Street concept bigger politically, because that's the next area we need to go on. It's good to have businesses, but what's our political power? Get sturdy on that and get our politicians and do like everybody else do, because they laid the blueprint. Then we can expand it and we can do the things that we need to do on a higher level. We are sitting on the steps of Reflection Eternal on St. Paul Street, 2431 Barbershop and Natural Hair Salon. How'd you get the nickname Sunflower? Just because I love sunflowers um, and the color yellow is my favorite color. So they kind of just go hand in hand. <laughs> you work a lot 
you're always in here. Yeah, you got you keep yourself pretty busy. Yes. Um, well, I actually just moved back, you know, in this area a couple weeks, ago, a few weeks ago. Um, I just miss it. I love being in here. Even if I don't have appointments, I can still just sit and relax and focus on um, moving forward in my business, like making business cards. Um, Sundiata and Dwelly always have something going on. So it's always something that I could do with my time other than just running home and, um, I don't know, I, I don't really watch a lot of TV, maybe playing Call of Duty or something, but <laughs> I am, um, yeah, it's, I really like this atmosphere. It's, it's home. It feels like home away from home. My daughter comes in here, she takes off her shoes. I have to get on her because she shouldn't do that, but. So, uh. We say we play a game. I have a new game I, I, I created. I took some of my favorite questions I like to ask people, and uh, I got a special deck of cards printed. And on the, uh, the back of this deck of cards, looks like a normal deck of cards, right? But on the front of each card, there's one of my favorite questions I like to ask people. So we'll play a game and pull a couple of cards and see what happens, yeah? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> you want to shuffle them to ensure randomness? Sure, 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 sure. They're pretty cards, too. <laughs> so pull the top card and read me what it says. What terrifies you the most? Religion. <laughs> Why is that? Um, people kill over religion. I really don't want any parts of it. I um, Were you I raised with like an organized religion oh, in, yeah. in your family? Yeah, my grandmother is Christian very you know i was in church if there was an eighth day i was there day of the week i was there um i was part of everything um but some of the most terrifying times in my life have come from individuals who were a part of a collective you know what i mean so not even to say that just religion terrifies me but collectives groups of any groups of people who decide that they don't like this person or they don't like that group and they retaliate for whatever reason and I really um, that's hate and anger and I don't like that you know I just I just like to be me and my kids to be them when's your next appointment um, I think my next one isn't until four o'clock yeah you got time for one more card okay. let's see what's next yeah What's the best thing that's happened to you today? Probably this conversation. I would say that because um, any time where I can revisit my past, because that's something that I'm still working on overcoming, you know, um, or growing past. Anytime I can think back on it and think about how I'm stronger um, now than I was a few months ago, you know, just, yeah, this is a good thing. I mean, I always, I love working and stuff, but today, this was good today. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I like to get my voice heard too, you know, so. This conversation is the best thing that happened to me today too. Hey, that's good. Thank you. Glad to know you. <laughs> Likewise. I appreciate that. You're on 2400 St. Paul Street. It's out of the blocks. One city block. Everybody's story.
This is a Juki sewing machine which sews. It does straight stitch which goes forward and backward. That's a blind stitch machine which is used for hemming. These are my snips. And then of course you need a professional iron. This iron get hot. I take a gown, make it a dress. Take a dress, make it a blouse. Take pants, make it capri. From capris, you can go to shorts. I take shorts, make it a skirt. I take long sleeve, make it short sleeve. To a sleeveless. I take a round neck, make it V-neck. I take something that a person can't fit and they might need it three, four, even 10 inches bigger. And I make it 10 inches bigger. Whatever they need, I do it. 2443 St. Paul. They call me Deline. That's the name of my business, Deline. A unique name, of course, which represent me. Something unique. Anything you need for fashion, you could come here and get. On this side over here, when you walk in to the left, this is where I do a little consignment for people who bring things here and I sell them for, them for a little percentage. And over here to the right, which is where I sit at, is where I do all of my alteration, my tailoring, my dressmaking, my sewing machines, and this is my workstation. So everything is just under one little roof. This boutique was owned by a good friend of the family name, Miss Raphael. I came to her asking her could I just rent a little corner of her business to start my alteration business. And she agreed, but it wasn't long after um, I started working here that she became ill. And she told me she wanted to pass the torch. And a year after that, she passed away. So that's how I got the business. This is Raphael's hat. This is a hat that she gave me and it belongs to her, it's a hat that folds out into a fan, and everybody wants this hat. I done had someone from a museum that was willing to pay me $50 for this hat. Everybody wants this hat. But I refuse to sell it, let anybody touch it, put it on their head, anything. Because when I come in and I see this hat, this tells me how grateful I am, how appreciative I am, how I was chosen by Raphael to carry on the torch. I've been sitting in this window for over six years now, and um, everybody know me, everybody see me. Some people call me the lady in the window, but it's beautiful. You see a mixture of different people and um, a lot of recognizable face, and um, when I'm not here, they even call me and ask me, am I okay? <laughs> So it, it's nice, it's, it's a nice view, the perfect view to be honest with you, and um, I love it. Over time, holding different stones, you get to know the vibration and you get to feel how it responds to you, right? And so, Rose quartz, for example, is, is called the love stone. And we have amethyst, which is like the third eye stone, which helps to also um, cultivate intuition. And then we have 
the sunstone, which holds energy from the sun, really good for African people to have this, that live in America who don't live with the sun as much or, you know, melanated people are not in their intended environment. And so carrying the sunstone helps to, to keep us balanced. Elijah Brown, Flourish Boutique, 2445 St. Paul Street. Well, the name Flourish, let's start with that. So Flourish, it means to create an environment where you thrive. That's what Flourish is all about. Items that help to create a favorable environment. We have like grounding incense and grounding oils. If you want to create a more vibrant space, we have like citrusy things. We just, we just have different things that support finding the frequency that works best for you. There was a woman in Baltimore, and people would always say, are you Noni's daughter? And I'd be like, no, I don't even know. I don't know Noni. And then one day I was in a store, and this woman walked over to me, and, and I said, you must be Noni. And she said, everybody's always asking me if I'm your mother. And I was like, same here. And so we just hugged. We just squeezed each other. and was so beautiful. And she said, I'm going to the beach. You want to come? And so... I was like, sure. So we grabbed some food and we went to Virginia Beach and we stayed there for the weekend. And that was like the day that changed my life as far as just like eating better. Noni was, um, you know, all organic and uh, she was, you know, she did yoga every morning, meditated every morning at sunrise and every evening at sunset, Agnihotra. And she just taught me about that fire meditation. She taught me about healthy living, healthy eating, and just raising our vibrations and, and just living more in harmony with nature. And so that was 25 years ago. And, um, and so I never, I never went back, like, you know, like once you go, once you go real, you know what I'm saying? It's really hard to go back. So I've, you know, vegan since, since that weekend and, um, and just like embrace a more natural way of living since, since that weekend with Noni. Is, is, she, is she still with us? No, no, she transitioned a couple years ago. And I was going to call this Noni's place, but I woke up one day, like the day before we opened, and this name Flourish came in, and I was like, whoa, I love it. So it's Flourish, but in my heart, it's Noni's place. You know, I dedicate it to Noni. Tell me what you're doing here, what you just oh, got. I'm just unpacking an order. Um, so there's a, um, an importer that goes to India and gets fabulous incense and ah, great stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. So um, I want you to hear the sound of the singing bowl, which is one of my absolute favorite sounds. Each chakra, which are energy centers in the body, have a different vibration. And so these singing bowls are tuned to the vibrations of the specific chakra. This is the sound of the sacral chakra. And let's find our breath. And we'll take, let's take three or four cleansing breaths. So what does that look like? We take a deep breath in through our nose and let that breath go all the way down into your belly and allow the belly to open. Let the rib cage begin to lift like wings of a butterfly and continue to inhale all the way up into your shoulders and throat. Okay, and when you're ready, we'll slowly 
open our eyes, bringing our awareness back into our common space and bringing that sense of groundedness with you. My name is William, Chef William. All shrimp and grits is pretty good. Curry chicken, jerk chicken. Mac and cheese, jams, greens. We do carrot cake, chocolate cake with chocolate icing, bread pudding, butternut squash pie. We do it all. My name's Roche Simpson. Right now I'm working on a breakfast plate of French toast, two eggs over easy with turkey bacon and a side of fish. Let me just have you say a few words about Terrence. Uh, what kind of a guy he is, what kind of a boss he is. Terrence Dixon. He looks out for everybody, honestly, you know. He's a real good dude. Like, he feeds the homeless the second Sundays every month here. He's always giving people opportunities to, you know, really get themselves together. Honestly, there's nobody else I'd rather work for than Mr. Dixon. Uh-oh, your ears burning? Yeah! <laughs> you know what, my name isn't Terrence Dixon. Let me introduce myself. My name is Mr. Terra Cafe. My name is the fish guy. My name is the healthy guy. My name is the African guy. My name is the crazy Jamaican guy. Uh, my name is the poetry guy. So I'm thankful for all of those labels. Terra Cafe on the corner, 25th of St. Paul, has become a haven for people of thought, people that have a voice, people that love awesome food, and people that love. It's, it's something about when you walk in the door, um, the first thing it says on the door, it says, welcome family, all right? Because now you're part of the Terra Cafe family. I came down from New York and started to dabble in real estate. Drove by this address about maybe 19 years ago, um, boarded up a restaurant, said the Earl of Sandwich on it, which was some icon of Baltimore City that I didn't know, a new city that I kind of like fell in love with because of the architecture and the structure. And um, I bought the spot. And in 19 years of me being here on this block, I've had the honor of um, help facilitating maybe 30, 40 small black businesses. You know, I got five storefronts on the side, got apartments here, and uh, seen real growth in, in community and people too which is like kind of like priceless. Originally, I was born in Orangeburg, South Carolina. My grandfather was a hog farmer. My other grandfather was a mechanic and a painter and had his own shop, and they were in the South. So those are real rough times. I remember white-only water faucets and colored water faucets. I remember not being able to actually eat inside of Woolworth a simple uh, chili cheese dog and a cherry Coke. So. Wow, sometimes it, you know, that, that it, I don't seem as though that I'm that old, that I'm 53 and I have, I'm able to have a dialogue of conversation, so sometimes it even gets me. When I had my son, it's right about when we moved to Baltimore, it hit me that I was my father now, that um, it wasn't about me anymore, that I was accountable to something bigger than me. You know what I mean? That I didn't, I didn't get the first piece of chicken no more. 
You know, I got the last. My name is Taryn Dixon. Um, his son, first son, he has three. <laughs> Oldest, I guess. I'm 24. Tell me about, like, uh, some of the most important lessons you've learned uh, from your dad and from your dad's example. His drive. There's definitely times, you know, trying to own a business, it's a battle. And I mean, I don't know the exact statistic, but I do, I've heard that like, you know, the first five years definitely make or break you. And, you know, within our first five years and even more, you know, there's challenges, of course. Sometimes us, you know, us scratching, you know, definitely him scratching his head, like, how's it gonna get done? But he, he does it, you know, we're still here. So definitely if I've taken anything from my pops, you know, a positive, trying to have a positive attitude and just, never giving up he doesn't give up i guess i guess one of the things that i enforce on my sons always is to have intelligent thought think about things before you do them you know treat people like you how you want to be treated and the most important one that um we've been really working on is love doesn't have to hurt you feel me? I think that within our society right now, it's kind of crazy that it's so much dysfunction and dysfunction is rewarded. Instead of actually finding a place of where, you know, you're able to make intelligent decisions about people. You're able to make intelligent decisions about things because the reason I push that with them is because I'm not gonna always be with you. You know what I mean? So you're gonna have to make righteous decisions. They change your life. You've been listening to Out of the Blocks. Produced by Aaron Hankin and Wendell Patrick. With production assistance from Katie Marquette and Andrea Boston. You can podcast the series. And check out photos and videos. At wypr.org slash out of the blocks. Aaron and Wendell wants to thank all of us who took a leap of faith and share our stories and our lives. For WYPR and PRX, this is 2400 St. Paul Street, signing off. Signing off. Signing off. Signing off. Hey guys, Aaron here, dropping in for a second to say thank you for listening. And to let you know, there are lots more stories headed our way from this block, the 2400 block of St. Paul Street. We're going to be back on the block next episode when we will meet, among others, Malika Reed L. of It's Malika's Makeup and Fashion Studio. And let me tell you, she has got an outfit for you. This is a halter dress. It's so cute. These are I her oversized dresses. This is our K dress. It's spaghetti strap. I love it so much and because we like texture and we like bows. It is so lacy. It's so pretty. It is kind of fitted across the chest. You can wear this in Miami. You can wear this on an island. It's sparkly. It's very pretty. It's dainty. This is just my personality. It's just live, it's lit, it's who I am. It comes from within and it, it didn't come from someone in my family. I don't act like even my mom will be like, where did I get you from? You know what I mean? Um, but it's just who I am. Like I've always been what they would call extra. It's just how I am. <laughs> we'll catch you next time on Out of the Blocks. Thanks for listening. 
Out of the Blocks is produced with grant funding from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and from the Cohen Opportunity Fund, the William G. Baker Jr. Memorial Fund, Sig and Barbara Shapiro, Patricia and Mark Joseph, Jonathan Melnick, the Andy and Sana Brooks Family Foundation, the Hofberger Foundation, Associated Jewish Charities, the John J. Lighty Foundation, the Kenneth S. Batty Charitable Trust, and the MuseWeb Foundation. Support for this podcast comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.